This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. Hello. I'm Worshipful Brother Andrew Niemeyer, past master of Ionic Lodge Number 186, Duluth, Minnesota, and currently the Grand Lodge Education Officer for the Grand Lodge of Masons in Minnesota. And today's podcast is The Persistence of Falsehoods, the Taxel Masonic Hoax. It is remarkable that a hoax perpetrated over a decade in the late 1800s persists to this day in certain quarters and is taken as totally truthful and accurate by a small but vocal portion of general society. The so-called Taxel hoax was perpetrated by French author and anti-religionist Marie-Joseph Gabriel Antoine Hogan-Paget from 1887 to 1897 and was widely praised by anti-Masonic zealots. That zealotry persists to this day, as many lodges and brethren can freely attest. Hogan Paget, writing under the nom de plume Leo Taxel, rebelling against a strict religious upbringing, authored a number of anti-religious books prior to feigning a sincere conversion to Roman Catholicism in 1885 in response to an 1884 papal encyclical Humanum Genus that said the human race was, quote, separated into two diverse and opposite parts, of which the one steadfastly contains for truth and virtue. The one is the kingdom of God on earth, namely the true church of Jesus Christ. The other is the kingdom of Satan, end quote, which was, quote, led on or assisted by Freemasonry. Taxel announced his intention of repairing the damage he had done to the true faith. His real intent was to publicly slander the Freemasons, who reportedly had rejected him for membership, and simultaneously embarrass the Roman Catholic Church. The Hoax The first book produced by Taxel after his, quote, conversion, end quote, was a four-volume history of Freemasonry, which contained fictitious eyewitness verifications of their participation in Satanism. With a collaborator... Taxel wrote another book called The Devil in the Nineteenth Century, introducing a new character named Diana Vaughn, a supposed descendant of the Rosicrucian alchemist Thomas Vaughn. The book contained many implausible tales about her encounters with incarnate demons, one of whom was supposed to have written prophecies on her back with its tail, and another in the shape of a crocodile played the piano. Vaughn claimed participation in, quote, satanic masonry, end quote, only to be redeemed when one day she professed admiration for Joan of Arc, at whose name the demons were put to flight. Taxel published a book under Vaughn's name called Eucharistic Novena, a collection of prayers that were praised by the Pope. The entire hoax led to massive sales of his books and resulting profits to him. Others quoted his works as Vaughn 
in a series of writings about the roots of the Masonic Satanic Conspiracy claimed to be found in the epic Morals and Dogma by renowned Masonic scholar and Grand Commander of the Ancient Scottish Rite for the Southern Jurisdiction, Albert Pike, 1809-1891. They read in part, To you, Sovereign Grand Inspectors General, we say this, that you may repeat it to the brethren of the 32nd, 31st, and 30th degrees. The Masonic religion should be, by all of us initiates of the higher degrees, maintained in the purity of the Luciferian doctrine. If Lucifer were not God, would Adonai and his priest calumniate against him? Thus, the doctrine of Satanism is a heresy, and the true and pure philosophical religion is the belief in Lucifer, the equal of Adonai, but Lucifer, God of light and God of good, is struggling for humanity against Adonai, the God of darkness and evil. Taxel claimed that a secret group of Masons, the Paladists, were members of an alleged satanic cult within Freemasonry. According to Taxel, Paladism was a religion practiced within the highest orders of Freemasonry. Adherents worshipped Lucifer and interacted with demons, as evidenced by the fictitious quote from above. In 1891, Taxel, Hogan Paget, and Adolphe Rico claimed to have discovered a paladin society. In 1892, the book The Devil in the Nineteenth Century, written by Hogan Paget, alleged that paladists were Satanists based in Charleston, South Carolina the birthplace of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction, headed by Pike and created by the Italian liberal patriot and author Giuseppe Mazzini. The book had great sales among Catholics. In 1887, he had an audience with Pope Leo XIII, who also rebuked the Bishop of Charleston, South Carolina, for denouncing the anti-Masonic confessions as a fraud and supported anti-Masonic conventions. In 1892, Taxel began a newspaper, Christian Anti-Masonic France, with his anti-Masonic publishing friend, Abel Clarine de la Rive. Arthur Edward Waite, British poet, scholar, and Freemason, was among the first to vigorously address Taxel's claims, debunking the existence of the Paladists in Devil Worship in France or The Question of Lucifer, first published in 1896. By this time, pressure grew for Taxel to produce the elusive Diana Vaughn. On April 19, 1897, Leo Taxel called a press conference at which he claimed he would introduce Diana Vaughn to the press. At the conference, instead, he announced that Vaughn did not exist and all his revelations about Freemasons were fictitious. He thanked the Catholic clergy for their assistance in giving publicity to his wild claims. Paxel's confession was printed in its entirety in the Parisian newspaper La Frondeur on April 25, 1897, titled, Twelve Years Under the Banner of the Church, the Prank of Paladism, Miss Diana Vaughan, the Devil at the Freemasons, a conference held by Monsieur Leo Taxel at the Hall of the Geographic Society in Paris. With that, the Taxel hoax collapsed. Aftermath. Shortly before he died, Taxel granted an interview with the magazine National Magazine and Illustrated American Monthly, which was published in 1906. Taxel gave his true reasons behind the hoax. 
The story states in part, Members of the Masonic Orders understand the false exposure heaped upon that organization in anti-Mason wars. The Confession of Taxel, the French free thinker who first exposed Catholics and then Masons, makes interesting reading. Similar motives actuate some of the, quote, muckrakes, end quote, of today, as indicated in the following confession by Taxel. He said, in part, The public made me what I am, the arch-liar of the period, confessed Taxel, for when I first commenced to write against the Masons, my object was amusement, pure and simple. The crimes I laid at their door were so grotesque, so impossible, so widely exaggerated, that I thought everybody would see the joke and give me credit for originating a new line of humor. But my readers wouldn't have it so. They accepted my fables as gospel truth, and the more I lied for the purpose of showing that I lied, the more convinced became they that I was a paragon of veracity. Then it dawned upon me that there was a lot of money in being a Munchausen of the right kind, and for twelve years I gave it to them hot and strong, but never too hot. When indicting such slush as the story of the devil snake who wrote prophecies on Diana's back with the end of his tail, I sometimes said to myself, hold on, you're going too far. But I didn't. My readers even took kindly to the yarn of the devil who, in order to marry a mason, transformed himself into a crocodile, and, despite the masquerade, played the piano wonderfully well. Ah, the jolly evenings I spent with my fellow authors hatching out new plots, new unheard-of perversions of truth and logic, each trying to outdo the other in organized mystification. I thought I would kill myself laughing at some of the things proposed, but everything went. There is no limit to human stupidity." End quote. Yet, despite all of this and numerous other refutations over the years, Taxel's elaborate fabrications live on. At least one publisher continues to reproduce translations of his materials, promoting them as truth and selling them worldwide to the gullible and angry who often reproduce them and deliver them to lodges everywhere as revelations as to what we are, quote, really doing, end quote, as well as distributing through social media and other means. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Worshipful Brother Andrew Niemeyer. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.